This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is post-game podcast time. Jerry is out today. Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Oh, yeah. So I was reading this morning on, I think it was both, I think NJ.com and the Asbury Park Press both had this story that on early Sunday morning, so really Saturday, late late night, early Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. 3 o'clock-ish, 3 a.m.-ish, someone in Spring Lake, where I was, that's where Gina lives, was hit by a train. Wow. And I got to tell you, I'm going to say over the past year and a half, that's the third one I've read about in Spring Lake. Hmm. That's got to be suicides, right? I would guess. Like no one's accidentally walking on the tracks at 3 a.m. and not hearing a train coming. Unless you are totally inebriated, perhaps. That's a possibility. It's just weird. There's nothing over there. There's like nothing near the... like. I walk my dog near the tracks there sometimes just because it's somewhere to go. And I got to tell you, and I was just there this weekend. I was walking the dog by the tracks. Probably Sunday afternoon, actually. I In my head, as I'm walking around, I'm always thinking, like, what if I found a body part? Yeah. Like, th- that's how many people have been hit by trains in this area. And is it the station near that chateau? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right across the street, right? Yeah. But I don't know, like, they always say, anytime I see that somebody was hit by a train there, it's always, like, north of the station, south of the station. Mm-hmm. So so it's not even, like, right, it's not by the train station. It's just on the tracks. Mm. Well, that's got to be a wild way to go. Yeah. Or run I, over I, by I, a train. I, I also, I, I'm i with you. I, I would think of at least half of them are, are suicide. Yeah. That's a rough suicide. Yeah. I would pick a different way. Yeah, that's a very violent, like, how do they even clean that up? Yeah. Like, there's no way you could get everything. Mm, like, there no. could be people bones over there where I'm yeah, walking my dog. for sure. My dog <laughs> she, eats everything. She might find one. Yes. Very nervous about that. It's so weird. Like, first of all, train tracks are just kind of spooky as mm-hmm. they are because yes. it's a lot of times in this area of, of land where there's nothing else around. Mm-hmm. There's lots of weird trash thrown around. Yeah. Oh, they're creepy. Just hearing those trains go by. And the, what's weird is like th- they said that was the last train of the night because I know the last train leaves New York at like one thirty. Mm-hmm. So th- that would make sense then for it to have been way down there that late. I guess, yeah. Because that, that seemed weird. That seemed like a, a late. It was 2.42 a.m. I think it was hit. And it doesn't. That's near the end of the line or no, does it go way down? It goes down to. I'm not sure how far that one goes down. Bayhead, I guess. I'm not even sure how far away that is, but just weird. Just the the whole train track thing. Creepy. Yes. Disgusting things thrown about near train tracks. People getting run over. Not that I wanted to bum you out on this post-game podcast. Good start. 
It is a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another observation I had over the weekend. You Do you go to diners uh, every now and then? Very rarely. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I would, you know, since I've lived in Jersey. Yeah. Probably less than 10 times. Really? And I've been there since 91. Damn! Gina and I end up at this one diner every now and then. And we were there this weekend. And then even when I was in Matawan, we would go to the one diner. So mm-hmm. I do go to diners. Uh, there's something about the diner waitress that looks like these are women who've had some life experiences. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would agree. So what really threw me off is on Sunday when we went to the diner for lunch, the waitress was a young, cute, like 18, 19 year old girl mm-hmm. with no tattoos. And it was so weird. I said to Gina, go, how'd this girl get mixed up as a diner waitress? Right. Will she be here in 30 years? Yeah. Cause it's mainly like, it seems like people who are down on their luck, women in particular, uh, they've got a story to tell and the wrinkles on their faces, the tattoos on their bodies. Mm-hmm. And then it also got me thinking, first of all, I think one great experience for this girl that she's going to learn some life lessons. Yes. You know what I mean? She's going to learn some things from some of these older lady waitresses. But I also wondered why do those women end up in diners? Yeah, I I don't have a good answer for you. Yeah. But uh, it's even like become sort of a a stereotype that you will see depicted in, in television shows and Right and movies, that same type of of diner waitress. It's normally either an older woman mm-hmm. who's been through th- through some things, or a younger woman who's tatted up, mm-hmm. and the tattoos are telling some sort of story, and maybe has a kid at home, something. But I, I wonder why, like, they're no more qualified to work at a diner as a, a non diner restaurant. So why are they mainly in diners? Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's some, although you wouldn't think so anymore with people struggling to find help, but maybe there's some standard that other places might have. I don't know. I always thought I was going to be a waiter, which seems like a difficult job. Yes. Like, the ideal is to go to a place that where the bill is higher. Mm-hmm. If people tend to tip, say, 20%. Mm-hmm. Like this girl ran all around for Gina and I. I think our, I think our dinner, I think our lunch was like a, a total of thirty dollars. Yeah, girl got you know twenty percent of thirty dollars is six bucks. Yeah, right. Where if I went to somewhere, you go to a steakhouse. Yeah, forget it. It's a hundred and ninety dollars <laughs> minimum. Right, and people are ordering wine mm-hmm. and alcohol. Right, you go to you go out with Boomer. He always takes care of the service. Right, always. Yeah, very well. And I thought, okay, well, maybe those restaurants get the 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 pick of the top waiters and waitresses, right? Somebody who's got the most experience. But I've been to nicer restaurants where it didn't seem like right. the wait staff was super experienced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, they're they're still getting twenty percent of whatever this bill is, mm-hmm. no matter how hard it is to bring the stuff to the table, no matter how much of a pain in the ass somebody might be. And uh, one of my favorite places in uh, Metuchen, uh, Seville Cucina, um, before the pandemic, they would have on busy nights, they would have 
like three or four extra staffers besides the major d uh they would have uh you know the water guy this guy that you know three or four and after pandemic it was the major d and the one of the owners doing all the service really and they and i just recently went back there and that was the first time since the pandemic that i saw that they actually had uh another wait staff with them yeah but i know a lot of places are struggling to find people yeah i can't figure out why yeah i i not really sure either like during the pandemic you heard people go oh, well we're paying people not to work so that's why people are but we're we're beyond that now yeah so why why are people not maybe they're most of the people who fill those spots are younger people who maybe because of their parents or whatever don't need to work and don't want to work i i don't really have an answer yeah i don't get i don't understand why after the pandemic things changed like that yeah but every so many places are looking for help yes I'm trying to think where i would go to work if i was like a college kid like where would i want it? what type of work would i want to do i don't think i'd be good at being a waiter right or a lifeguard or a lifeguard although i did hear from i i, I think i probably told jerry this so i have a friend that i see walking his dog around town mm-hmm. so i chat with him when I see him and he was so he goes, Oh, you guys are going to DJs in Belmar. I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, this girl I know, she, she said she was going to work that day because she can make $1,200 in tips. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure that's a, you know, that's an all day thing. Memorial day weekend. Sure. But, sure. And busting your ass the whole time. But that's a lot of money in cash to to be taken home. Yeah. It's a nice Memorial Day. It is a nice Memorial Right. She didn't want to work it because she wanted to be off on Memorial Day weekend. But also hard to turn down. Yeah, it is. 1200 bucks. Right. Man, that must be cool. Like if you live in a resort town that's a year-round resort town, mm-hmm. like places in Florida. Yeah, sure. You must make a decent living being a yeah, I would, bartender, I would. waitress, waiter. Yeah. Right, not a not a seasonal shore town. Yeah, like the shore towns by us, like a lot of the year, it's there's nothing going on. Yeah, it's basically what three months: June, July, August. Yeah, June, July, August, maybe September. I'll give you four months: a little bit of uh, okay. May, a little bit of September, September. The four months, uh, eight months of nothing. Crap. I started following a. Um, African gray parrot on Instagram. Okay. Called Apollo. And I guess it's popular. It, it came up on my feed as like, hey, a suggestion you may like this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me see. And it got me all back into Remember when I wanted to get an African yes. gray parrot? Yes. They're really amazing. But this one, the, the, the family that owns this parrot and that d- puts up all his videos... They're very into having the parrot identify types of material. So they'll hold different items up and say, what's this made of? And then the parrot hits it with its beak and will say, metal, glass. Really? Yeah. And then they try to also get it like, what what color is it? What is it? What's it made of? What color is it? Those are the things. But what I like about them is they don't just post the 
videos when the parrot gets everything correct. Oh, that's good. Which is funny. Like, I was dying laughing at one. This parrot kept hitting his beak on this metal speaker. And he kept hitting it and going, and the parrot kept going, is this a book? I was dying. Like, I could not stop laughing. It was so funny. They're like, no, that's not a book. That's, that is, uh, he's like, what's it made of? And he, he's hitting it going, paper. He goes, no, it's made of metal. Can you say metal? And then I don't know whether the parrot's like, does that parrot know what metal is, what glass is, what paper is, or is it just trying to associate um, the object with a word? Like, does it know by feel that that's metal? Or is it only guessing it's metal of the words that it knows of what something could yeah, be made of? Well, I would guess it can tell the difference just by the feel. But then again, how to, is that it being associated with? It's probably just picking a word. Right. And hoping he's right. <laughs> That's what I think or he's doing. He probably doesn't care if he's right, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, they started by saying, do you want to earn a snack? And they only give him the snack if he's correct. Oh, okay. But what's funny is every once in a while, the parrot will just go, I'd like to earn a snack. <laughs> <laughs> so then they and go, And not okay. have to work. <laughs> no, but then, no, he says, I'd like to earn a snack. And then they go, okay. Then they look for things. And, like, this family goes all around to, like, Goodwill stores and things, cheaper stores to buy mm-hmm. various items to practice with the parrot, feeling things. But, man, that one where he just kept going, is this, is this a book? And it was just, like, hitting this metal speaker. It was so hilarious. And are they in the States or are they yeah, in they're Yeah, in, they're in Florida. Oh, okay. I actually was just looking at it today. They're in, uh, like, the Tampa-St. Pete area. Mm-hmm. But I really got me thinking again about about those African gray parrots. But I think you gotta spend a lot of time with them. Yes, well, you you have some time. I do, but I wonder, like, even for a like, you could leave a dog for. I leave my dog from like nine hours, mm-hmm. nine to ten hours. I don't know. You could leave like a bird that long. Yeah, I don't know who it needs to be stimulated with attention. Unless the uh, the bird would then talk to whimsy right that's what i was wondering if i got an african gray parrot would they keep each other company yeah well if whimsy didn't try to eat it yeah i don't think she would mm. i think she's past that that part of like um that that prey drive okay like when squirrels run across your path doesn't react too much no it has to be like right in front of her for her to be interested she used to like if it was down the road she would you don't want to be all in on this. Mm-hmm. That really, about a year and a half, a year into having her, she lost that interest or that that prey drive. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I wonder, like, would it would a would a but would the dog keep the bird interested? I could see the bird annoying the dog and talking nonstop. Mm. But would the a dog just laying there? The dogs just lay there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I, I would guess I don't know this, but I would guess that. The dogs are a little smarter, at least in the human sense or in human communication. They're a little smarter, but I, I don't know that. Yeah. Because they can obviously mimic sounds like a bird can. Yeah. Or some birds. But that's all the bird's doing probably. Yeah. Is mimicking. Yes, correct. Not learning what the words mean. Right. Even though we think the bird knows what the words but mean. But dogs do know what words mean. Yeah. Dogs do know. And they can have a 
pretty extensive vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah, my dog doesn't have an extensive vocabulary as far but as she like. still probably knows at least 20 words, I bet. Yeah, they mainly have to do with food, right? Not all the time. Like walk. Walk. They know that walk or walkies. Walking out, she knows as both the same thing. Yes. She also knows Alexa as out because I turn off the Alexa <laughs> before I bring so her that's out. That's a trigger. That's a trigger. When I say Alexa, stop, she gets up and, and is she, like, let's go. And she knows, uh, you know, uh, she knows Gina's name, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 She might, yeah. She, yeah. she might know toy or ball. I, yeah. Depending. Yeah, I don't know what else she knows. Uh, upstairs, mm-hmm. she knows. Bedtime. They know my dogs know that. Yeah, she does not know bedtime. That's a good one, though. Mm-hmm. You know, sit, stay, rest, that whole, you know. I do keep trying to get her to, uh, I give her these bully sticks, which she loves. Mm-hmm. Those things are expensive, by the way. Yeah. My, and she's, like, obsessed with these things. And I keep them on top of the fridge. So she will whine to me walk over when I'm near the fridge and she'll do like she'll nod and motion her eyes up like mm-hmm. top of the fridge here fella yeah so and I'm trying to make her do it more so that she is more demonstrative demonstrative with it because I think it's cool and, and uh, I don't know if I was talking to you about it like they compare like um, wolves with domesticated dogs and how the even from a very young age, the dog will follow a human point and look to where the human is pointed, where a wolf will not, because they've been living with us for so many thousands of years. But how does it get? How does that get transferred to a baby dog? I I think it's just part of the way their brain is wired through evolution, that they're more in tune. That they they can tell like facial expressions tone of voice, that whole thing, that they're just more in tune with humans than like uh, a wild dog, like a wolf or a coyote or fox would be. And then why are some dogs more sensitive than other dogs to things? I just think it's like people. People, differences in people, differences in dogs. You know, people are more sensitive to this or that. I think dogs are very similar to that. Yeah. Like my dog's not sensitive to any sort of like noises or... Anything like that, but she does not want to talk. She does not like when people stop to talk to me. Mm-hmm. She will turn her body the complete opposite way. See, my dogs are all about that. They love that. Yeah, see, they they like people. Yes. Yeah, my dog much. does not like people. Yeah, well, most dogs do are very social, but, you know, you get your outliers. Maybe her upbringing as a race animal was something to do with it. I, I don't yeah. know. You know, she wasn't socialized as a pup like maybe um, most other dogs are because she was trained to race. Right. So that could have a lot to do with it. I, I would imagine it does. Yeah. Because she's not alone in her aloofness as a greyhound. I right, mean, but a lot of them do love people. Yes, they. yeah, but not all. Yeah, not all. I'm sure but, there are some that have are still what we would call squirrely. Yeah. She loves other dogs, and she'll tolerate you petting her if you have a dog with you. Then she's up for it. But then every once in a weird while, she will randomly, when I'm walking her, 
go up to somebody, like a guy. Well, she will just randomly go up to a guy and let a guy pet her. There might be some sort of a memory or something from her upbringing. Who yeah. knows? Or maybe it's a scent they're giving off. Yeah. That she picks up on. I don't know. Yeah, very weird. Like my family family will come over. She's wants nothing to do with them, but like the guy who installed my bath fitter. She was all interested mm-hmm. in. She was upstairs with him while he was putting the bath fitter in, hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. She likes drywall, Mike. She does. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dogs like drywall. They like everybody. <laughs> but drywall Mike has a very calm demeanor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And he was just over the house the other day finishing up some stuff. Drywall Mike is a guy that I met in uh, Acme when I was living in Matawan. Mm-hmm. He was a listener to the show, and he saw me in the Acme. We started talking, and he said he was uh, he did drywall and then other construction stuff. I was like, "Oh man, I I would I will need that at some point in my life." Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's done stuff for Gina. He's done stuff for you. Yeah. He's done stuff for other people in the mix. He's a good. It's very hard to find a trustworthy construction yes. guy. Yes. And then when you do, perfect because then, then he sets up like you go. I need a plumber. Let me t- ask Drywall Mike. Tony. Tony the plumber. <laughs> right. So now Gina has Tony the plumber. Yeah. And Carmine the electrician. Carmine the electrician. Right. Because you know he trusts them. Yes. It, that's just so great when you could get into that. And he is the, a painter that I've got. I'm blanking on her name. But he was a, a painter we used. Yeah. That I recommended from him. Yeah. Now I got my friend Paul of the Al's Boring Podcast. Mm-hmm. He just bought a townhouse. He's like, do you know anybody who fit? I, Drywall Mike. He got him a painter. I think he got that painter for yes. them to uh, to. Bath, bath. I don't know. I don't know her name. He just said it was a female painter. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, then you got those guys. It's perfect. You get a nice little, and then they all help each other out, right? Yeah, and yeah, because Carmine came over to finish some stuff, uh, and that was more our fault for the delay because we just we didn't get the fixtures, whatever, and then uh, and then. A week later, uh, Mike came over and, and finished up some stuff. Right. So we get drywall Mike. We go, I need a plumber. He's got a guy. Yeah. Now this plumber is out somewhere, has to cut into a wall to get to a pipe. He goes, I know a drywall guy, yeah. drywall Mike. Right. And they r- recommend each other. Sure. Yeah. That's the best. When you get so when you can find a construction guy to do construction stuff in your house and a mechanic that you trust, mm-hmm. those are your two people. Yep. Because then they all know the specialists if you have to deal with. And I know he's doing Gina's kitchen, yes? Yeah. Coming up. And uh, he was saying that, I forget, like, you know, he said it would be okay to show Gina the pictures of our kitchen. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, my little dog watering station. You have a dog watering station? Yeah, I showed you that, didn't I? I don't you? think so. Oh, okay. I'll have to show you pictures. I did hear from Drywall Mike. You, you got some nice upgrades in your kitchen when you did your kitchen. Yeah. and uh, But, yeah, we had a little – this was my big – this is the only thing I wanted in the new kitchen was like a little a built-in sort of sink. I didn't really know what, exactly how it was going to work, but I wanted something sort of built into the cabinet to where it would be a sink and the dogs could – I could just – there was a – faucet right there just easily fill it up instead of having a bowl that kept getting tipped over whatever so the bowl stays in place it's a sink it's a it's a food grade bar sink 
that has a stopper that will actually, you know, stop and hold water, not slowly. So drink. you fill that with water yeah. for the dogs to and, drink and out Mike of. built it in very nicely into the cabinet. He has some extra piece of cabinet wood. And we bought some tile with little paw prints on it in the back. <laughs> no, I did not see this. Like you didn't see that? No. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to take pictures. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and the dogs took to it, you know. And now it wouldn't look for, work for a small dog. Yeah. It has to be a, like a at least a medium sized dog. You got all those there. big dogs over there. Because you know, it's about, I don't know, a foot off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little and he said he's shown people and like people think that's really cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it makes just easier in yeah. terms of the whole water bowl situation. It's like when those people get that sink by the stove, that that thing to like fill for oh, pasta. The pot filler. Yeah, the pot filler. Right. That to me is like useless. It, to me, your like, thing is useful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, and and sometimes the two two of them drink side by side, and it holds a lot because it's very deep. So it'll hold a lot more water. We have to fill it less frequently and. It's a, it was a good idea. I you got to figure out a way to teach one of those dogs how to hit the thing to turn the, the that water I don't on. Want. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't need that. You need an African gray parrot to turn yes, that water on yeah. for you. Yeah, and my shut dogs it off. may be smart. They're not that smart. <laughs> have water all over the place. Right. They turn it on, but not turn it off. Right. And then I think it was fun. Yeah. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm up show. Sure thing. I did that with CeeLo. You did. Uh, and Jerry will be back tomorrow. He will. Everyone in their normal spots for the rest of the week. Uh, and probably f- until a couple of more weeks, and then God knows what. Right. From like right before the 4th of July till Labor Day. Who knows what chaos. the chaos yeah. Chaos will ensue. But for mm-hmm. now, normal week. Indeed. See you. So- what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, hi there, Al Dukes here. And if I'm starting this off, this, is a th- this means Jerry's not here today. Jerry is taking the day off. He had some sort of Little League tournament, as he likes to do. He's lazy. His spare time. So CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, what up, Al? Good morning. How was your what weekend? Up? It was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I did some uh, barbecuing. Is that right? Yeah. 
but the really week, just burgers. The weekend and after Memorial Day. Yeah, no, okay. I barbecue all the time. Now. Oh, all right, very good. <laughs> on your uh, balcony there? <laughs> no, Gina's house. I was gonna say I would be. Do they yeah, allow allowed. you? To, yeah, no. there you go. They don't yeah. trust people with uh, with with gas grills, open of, flame, uh, or open flames <laughs> on your uh, in your condos. Fair it enough. Really sucks. I mean, people are not to be trusted uh, in condos and apartments. I understand that because yeah. most people are losers. Uh, I don't even trust people burning candles in their places. <laughs> But you can't have people with open, open flames grill on their condo. Agreed. Now, do they have an area on like the ground level and like common area somewhere? No. no. Okay. No, I don't right. like that either. I'm not using a common area grill either. I see those in parks sometimes. Like, you don't know what people can make cooking a raccoon on that thing. Well, that's why you got to clean those bad boys <laughs> up before you use them. Yeah, that is not for me, CeeLo. Uh, the Mets got swept this weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was not good. No. Uh, they. Uh, I wrote down their their... Uh, their run totals in the three games. They got the Break zero. Break it down for us, Al. They had zero runs on Friday. Right. They had one run Saturday. One stinking run. They did put up four runs yesterday with four solo home runs. Yeah. After but, they were down for nothing. Uh, yeah. Down. Not enough. So uh, they get swept by the Blue Jays at home. City Field. Francisco Lindor is getting booed. He's in quite the slump. He is in quite the slump now. I uh, saw a lovely article in the New York Post, I believe, uh, heading into Sunday's game. He was uh, 0 for 15. Right. And actually, I think technically if you added the last at bat from the last Phillies game or yeah. the second, it was 0 for 16. Yeah. Oh, is that right? I mean, it's okay, one so they extra said 0 for 15 yeah, in yeah. his last four games. And then yesterday he went 1 for 4. Which would make him one for 19. But three strikeouts, yes. And three strikeouts. Mm. He getting booed. Yeah, and he said the right thing. about. I think it was after Saturday's game. Yes. And, you know, frustrating. I understand. I hear it. I'd be booing, too. Right, all, that, all the right things. Yeah, yes. all the right answers. He did all the right you things. You can hide in plain sight a little bit when the team's winning and scoring runs. But when they're not, and you're not producing, and you make all the money, that's Correct. the way it goes. I've been seeing a lot of guys hitting two home runs a game, though, recently. Like that the seems Mets? to be uh, well, just in baseball. <laughs> okay, I feel like in baseball. Well, Tommy Pham had two. Oh, home I know runs. that's why I was curious. But you said a lot. That's no, why I was curious. Like, if you uh, meant the Mets are in general. You know, Judge hitting two home runs, Bauer hitting two home runs. But I feel like there's it, it feels like a thing in baseball now. Two home run games, no biggie. No biggie. Yeah, no biggie. I don't know about no biggie. No biggie. I think it's just maybe a little bit of a trend. It's a trend right now. It's a hot. It's a hot it's baseball a hot, trend. Two run homers is a hot item right now. It is a hot item. Buzz, no buzz. That's a buzz. There's a buzz to two two home run games two right now. Two home run games, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what else happened here Friday? Oh, Justin Verlander threw 117 pitches. Right. That's crazy. And this, I believe. This era of baseball. Especially just over six innings. Yeah. And that broke the streak for the Mets, right? Of, of what? Starting, they, were, they were unbeaten when their starters threw at least six innings. And that got thrown right out the window. Well, because uh, Friday. They, they lost the game, and yeah. they scored zero. I think runs. they were either it was either fifteen and zero or sixteen and zero. Is that right? But when you score none, when you score zero runs, makes it very tough to win. Your pitcher could throw one hundred seventeen pitches. Yes, pitch himself a nice game, but if he gives up one run in there somewhere, then you're screwed. Teams that score zero runs are winless in history. Did they you know are that? winless. Yep, yeah. yeah. I, I did see that in uh, Elias <laughs> uh, put that out Elias. this weekend. The Elias <laughs> Sports <you> Bureau. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. And then Kodai Senga pitched uh, this weekend. Yeah. Yesterday. It was yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was yesterday's game. On uh, quote-unquote regular rest. First time. This guy needs more rest. Give him more rest. Well, at some point, you, you can't. Let the guy rest. No, no. Relax. No, you can't. You cannot. Um, 
Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, like special treatment. Nah, yeah, I had a, there's a single word, but it's not coming to my mind in the early stages of the of the show and the day here. So we'll just go with spe- preferential special treatment. Yeah, because then the trickle down effect on the rest of your rotation, right? If you don't have it work out perfectly with the schedule where there's an off day, then you're going to need an extra starter or else somebody else then would have to pitch on short rest. Why don't we do this? Let Kodai Senga pitch on as much rest as he needs, uh-huh. throw bullpen games when you need one. Change it up, trick up your opponent. Because the Mets bullpen is also an area where they need some improvement. Oh, I Probably see. some more arms. So right? that wouldn't work. I mean, you could, but I don't know if they have enough out there to to, to want to turn to that consistently. So what do we do for him? They they just started the experiment, so everyone's going to react now. It's like, oh, oh no, it's just give him the extra rest. But like, let's give him maybe more than one chance of doing it before okay, we just so, kick him right to the curb. So you want to see if consistently he can't perform? I don't on know if they're going to do it consistently, rest. but they're going to have to mix it in, or else again, then basically you're going to go to a pseudo six man rotation. Right. And the issue with that is you've got. Old Max Scherzer, old Justin Verlander, uh, potentially coming back. Old Jose Quintana, old Carlos Carrasco. It's a lot of it's a lot of old in there. A lot of old guys. And those guys probably need some extra rest. Yeah, let's give everybody extra rest. Well, then you need an extra starting pitcher. No problem. Who's that guy? Yeah, uh, David Peterson. Yes. Yeah, that hasn't gone well at all since he has pitched at the big league level this year. Well, when we get one of the, every, all the callers to the radio station always want to bring up dudes from minor leagues. Yeah. Find a I minor league pitcher. Get them up here. I don't know if they Let's, have exactly anything that's all that close. I did. I don't know the kid's name. I did read about a guy. I think that's a, that's a double A that's, as they say, quickly moving through the system. He's ascending. I don't know that they're ready to go there yet. Let's bring up. Give them, tell them good news. You're coming up, and you're going to get six days rest. Yeah. In between uh, starts. Don't see it happening just hmm. now. So... They'll take advantage where they can, yeah. and they'll get Sanga, try to assimilate him to the routine here, stateside. And people always say, well, Otani does it. Yeah, but Otani also, it's a little different because he he plays, he bats every almost every other day. What about this? Let Sanga bat also. Uh, get him out there. Yeah. Take some swings, get him in the mix, <laughs> see how that stick Listen, if you're going to pitch like crap on regular rest, at least give us something at the plate. Help Swing the cause. a bat. Let's go. I did see Chris Bassett shut the Mets down sure over did. the weekend. Yeah. And um, then flew home to yeah. Toronto. His wife was expecting a child. Now, it said his wife was in labor while he was pitching. That I don't know. But labor labor could go on for a while, It right? can. Uh, I've experienced it with my wife, well, certainly with my first child. Don't they? Because it was they, an over 24-hour experience, pretty much. So she's not actively having that baby over 24 hours. No, she's not like, you know, she's not spending 24 hours like pushing and yeah, trying. Exactly. No, no, no. So she starts to feel like I'm having this baby and um, they call that labor. Yeah. Well, you can have, uh, you can start contractions. What's that mean? Your opening <laughs> opens and closes? No, not. <laughs> I legitimately, I have heard the term contractions. Obviously, I, I believe it's a, an interior thing that starts to force the baby down towards the exit. It's not the opening, opening up and closing. Like I don't think in this particular, like it's sense. getting ready. That to... is con- that is a form of contraction, but I don't think that's what they're like. The uterus is getting ready to push the baby out. Yeah, uh, essentially, yeah. Okay, I'm not an an OBGYN, but uh, yes. So they they time those, mm-hmm. and then they measure the <laughs> the dilation of the said area. Yeah. So they go, oh, this opening is getting really open Correct. Now. So they'll once they measure that, and they'll be like, oh, you're only X amount of centimeters, or you still got some time. 
But for some people, it, it happens fast. It's a snap of a finger and it comes shooting right out. For other people, it's a much lengthier process. So why did they even have him start Friday night? I, I mean, again, I don't know when his wife went into labor. I don't. It said, I don't know. It said his the articles I was reading said his wife was in labor. I guess he really wanted to take the ball against his ex team. I guess so, right, right. He had was that it much, first child wasn't first child. I right? don't know. This is so much vengeance he had against his former <laughs> Mets. He was like, I'm pitching even That's if right. my wife's. And all I kept thinking of, like they're pitching, it's in Queens, so he now has to get into. Well, you got LaGuardia right there. Yeah, but I still feel like <laughs> traffic. At all times. Maybe a little police escort? Police escort for a guy who just shut your team down? No way. Yeah. Make him... uh, Professional athlete. Make him suffer. But, I mean, he wasn't taking the team charter home, so... Right. In theory, he's on a commercial flight. Yes. So... To Toronto. Mm -hmm. Whoever flies out of... Whoever flies direct to Toronto from LaGuardia. So, I don't know. Oh, it could have been JFK, I suppose. Or JFK. Either one. Definitely not Newark. When you get out of that stadium... Traffic. And yeah. that's all I was thinking of. I was like, wow, this guy, he's like sitting in traffic. He's probably freaking out. He's having a kid. At least he's used to the New York traffic because he did pitch here. Yes. Yes, so he, he did. he knew what to expect. Interesting travel weekend for players in and around the New York series. You had that. And did you follow uh, Oswaldo Cabrera's weekend at all? No, what did Yankees? he do? So after the Yankees finished in Seattle, as you know, they were getting Stanton and Donaldson and Tommy Canely back. So they had to they had to make moves, as they say, and Oswaldo Cabrera was one of the moves. They optioned him back to Scranton to AAA, and I don't know if he flew out of Seattle or if he went with the team to LA and then flew from there. Because when you get optioned, I think you get a day or two before you have to report. Long story short, he flew all the way back to the East Coast and I believe met Scranton in Allentown, and then sure enough, uh, the Yankees open their series against the Dodgers. Greg Allen gets hurt, goes on the IL. Hey, Oswaldo. You got to come back. Saturday morning, he boards a flight in Newark. Day of, flies back to L.A., gets in the lineup, not in the starting lineup, gets in the game late, and then hits the home run to give the Yankees some. So think about that. He started his day at Newark. How many people can claim that? On the same day I left New Jersey, I hit a home run at Dodger Stadium. How about that? Pretty cool, right? That is pretty cool. So back to cross two cross-country flights in the span of, let's call, I'm rounding, 24 hours or so. And no jet lag. I guess not. He, he got into right the game last night. He had a little bit of a swinging bunt, but knocked in a run to help the Yankees take the lead, and then Volpe hit the home run in the ninth. So look at that. Insurance runs. Big insurance. Much needed. Huh. So yeah. how about that? How about that? How about that? I also had uh, Keith Hernandez. I don't know if you're going to get this clip for uh, the uh, the program. The program. I don't know it was a couple it's called days Boomer old. and Geo. Boomer and Geo. Yeah. Uh, Keith Hernandez, this is going back to Friday night, discussing hitting. He was discussing, you know, batters hitting, and he right. said, uh, you want to always be erect when you make <laughs> contact. So I had missed that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm but he's sure right. a little Google search. We can you find that one. Yeah, I'd probably find it right You always Twitter. want to be erect. I've also got yeah. uh, Jim it's Nance asking Scotty Scheffler about uh, the stroking situation with Tony Romo on the golf course. Oh, is that right? That's right. So you have two fun clips you could Correct. be playing yeah. later on today. Mm-hmm. Euphemisms. We look forward to those. For wieners. Yes. <laughs> Especially with Nance, because he's just... So proper. Yeah. Like, at least Keith and Hernandez... And obviously, in his mind, he's not going for that. But right. it just sounds funny. I don't think Keith Hernandez is going for it Oh, either, definitely not. Because he's speaking about hitting, and right. he, you got to be erect. Yes. Loves his baseball talk. Fundies. You got you to gotta gotta have good fundies on defense, and you got to yeah. be erect at the plate. Correct. Yeah. If that's how you're going to perform. <laughs> 
Let's take a quick break here, Celia. When we come back, let's break down a little Yankee baseball yeah. in Los Angeles. Beyond the breakdown I gave you about Oswaldo Cabrera. Yes, beyond that one. Then mm-hmm. I got a uh, couple basketball notes, and I got a couple football notes. How about that? Nothing too crazy. No hockey on the sheet today. No hockey on All the right. sheet today. Uh, and then I, we got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Geo just returning from Las Vegas. I honestly, when I was thinking, I'm like, who's out today? I was like, it's probably Geo. He's in Vegas this weekend. Well, nope. nope. Jerry. How about that? How about that? All right. Uh, back. They'll be here at the 6. Uh. Welcome back to the warm-up program. This is Cheap Trick. I think I really only know the one Cheap Trick song. What? Which one? I Want You to Want Me? Yeah. What are other ones I would... I Surrender. Should... Surrender. Surrender. Maybe if I heard the that flame. one. The mm. Flame. Wow. Sorry. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Jerry is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Sure will. CeeLo joins me here this morning. Uh, Boomer and Gia will be here right at 6 o'clock. Eddie is here in his usual spot. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about your New York Yankees, CeeLo. Uh, a successful weekend, yes. Good road trip. West Good Coast, road trip four so and far. Two, yeah. Well, uh, it's over now. Oh. <laughs> White Sox come to the Bronx tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. They yeah, come both, back home. Uh, yeah. Both Mets and Yankees off tonight. That's right. A little Monday off. I hate to tell Jerry, but he's not going to have baseball highlights tomorrow. No. Well, not local highlights. Not local ones, play yeah. some out-of-town highlights. Maybe you get a little uh, Stanley Cup. Fi- I assume they're playing game two tonight. They oh, okay. better be, considering you got no Yankees and Mets, and you got no NBA Finals because you had game two of that series last night. Hmm. So the Mets go to Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Yes, game two of Stanley Cup Final tonight. Mets go to Atlanta, yes. Mets go to Atlanta. Big series there, CeeLo. Always a big series with the Braves. And the White Sox come to the Bronx. Are the White Sox any good? No. Okay, good. They're not. So I'm not perfect. compared to what you know what they should be. At least what the preseason expectations were. I believe they are second to last in the AL Central. Oh, last perfect. I checked. Oh, it's perfect for the Yankees. Then. They're coming yeah. off of uh, taking two or three from the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Yeah, White Sox are 26 and 35. Not great. Not great. No. Now, what's up with your boy Aaron Judge? He, did you see this play Saturday night? By I the way, I did see the play where he uh, made a beautiful catch in the outfield and smashed through a fence. Yeah. Now he was talking to that. It was good that the fence sort of gave way. That was I, before I even heard him speak. Yeah. That's what that it gave way, and that it was like the, a chain link, basically fence door to the bullpen, rather than the wall. And I know people say, "Well, the wall's got the padding." It's still hard as hell, man, because it's like you got usually like concrete or cinder block behind that. There's no give there, right? And he went crashed through this little fence. Yeah, made the catch. Uh, but uh, I guess stubbed his toe. Because the problem with the with that, the fence was there at the gate, but then if you noticed when the gate flew open, it's not like flush to the ground. There was like a little like a little step, and I, I'm assuming that's where he banged his foot slash toe. Banged up his big toe. So he stayed in the game, obviously, but I assume that was an overnight situation. Next day didn't feel so great. He woke up that throw had that um toe had its own heartbeat. Yeah, it might have. You ever have that? uh, Absolutely. Or finger. What is that? Yeah. I don't know. Throbbing. Yeah, but like what? It feels like it's your actual heartbeat in your, in one of your, in your big toe. You already put me on the ropes here with the with the the labor questions in segment one. Yeah, which you didn't answer, and you have (laughs) two children. Well, biology was not my, and I never took an anatomy class. Yeah, I I can't really speak too much about the human body and how it works. Yeah, I didn't have an. I was not a science guy. I didn't have anatomy class either. Well, I don't. 
I mean, I don't think that was one of those have to take like right. core curriculum classes. But if you were going to be in the sciences, and then in our yeah. health classes, they had the diagram of that area. That I, where, yeah, where the baby comes out of it looked very complicated. Yeah, it right. Is. It's a lot going on in that one. Little now area. I know you would not have ever witnessed it, but it, it yeah. is. It doesn't really make sense, but it happens. Have, did you witness your babies? Sure did. Coming out of the the area, close enough. Now, at least in our situation with the hospital we were in with the doctors, I don't know if this is common practice everywhere these days. As it's about to happen, they want you up by the mother's head, like so you're not looking directly at it. But in the lead up to it, as it's starting to happen, yes, you're staring at it. You can if you want. <laughs> yeah, the miracle well, of childbirth. Out. <laughs> I, I part of me assumes they have the the father like up by the what so that because. Sometimes people pass out. You've seen that in movies and TV. I wouldn't have, but and the baby comes out head first, right? It's supposed to, yeah. If it's not, it's or they call it a breach. Breach. Very good. Look at you. Because it comes out feet first, and then its neck gets stuck. Um, its head gets. I stuck suppose, yeah. Because the neck. These babies. I don't pick up a baby until it has its neck muscles. Neck muscles. Okay. Yeah. You know, they can hold a baby and it has no neck muscle. Well, they can't. Yeah, they can't. They can't hold their head up or support. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not holding your baby if it's got no neck <laughs> muscles. You know what I mean? Because I don't want too wanna... much risk and yeah, liability. It's a lot of risk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definite risk and liability. Once I see that baby can move its head around and yeah, it's got neck muscles, go. yeah. I'll pick it up. How do we get on this? Uh, oh, judge the toe, the heartbeat. Judge's wow. toe, right? So do we expect Aaron Judge to miss a couple games here? You think he'll be back tomorrow against the White Sox? I don't know. Well, he's going to have testing done today, including, including an x-ray. And he's like, well, I've never broken a toe before, so I don't really know. So if he ends up with a broken toe, he's going to miss some time. I bet I could tell just by eyeballing that toe if he's going to miss some games. If it's all black and blue, yeah. then I'd be like, this guy's going to be out for I a little suppose. while. I suppose. I, I mean, I'm sure there's reasons and pro. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have gotten just an x-ray done out there. I toe mean, those are not hard to come by. You don't need to fly all the way back to New York to get a, just to get an x-ray done. He probably has a giant toe. I'm sure he does. Right? Yeah, he's a giant everything. Yeah. Big giant nail. Did on you that see him toe? next to? Probably not. But they Saturday's game was on Fox, and he did the on field with Ken Rosenthal after the game. Ken Rosenthal, not a tall man. Not okay. that I'm judging because I'm not a tall man myself. But him standing next, like you remember the picture of Judge and Altuve? Yes, it was pretty much that. The classic. Yeah. All right. So let's hope uh, for the best with his big toe. And now, why am I reading that Nestor Cortez? Probably headed to the I.L. He's having trouble between starts with his shoulder. Shoulder so uh, he, soreness. Yeah, his throwing shoulder. So they're going to check him out as well. Okay. It's just, I mean, it's just always something with these pitchers. My God. They I They just know. get Severino back, and then he gets roughed up Friday, and it's like, all right, well, at least they're somewhat whole. We don't have, there's no Carlos Rodon yet, but you've got Cole, Severino, Cortez, Herman, and now there goes Cortez. Right. Not that he's been as good as he was last year, but and all of a sudden, like, remember, he missed time down the stretch last year, and everyone thought it was one of those Fugazi IL situations to, you know, keep his innings down. But then as they were wrapping up in the postseason, he had, I think it was a groin. Then he got, he had a, a hamstring maybe in spring training, like, He's had numerous things pop up, and now you got a shoulder. He hasn't been as effective. So a guy that you thought you could rely on every time you hand him the ball every five days. <laughs> Kodai Senga. I'm kidding. Uh, little Some issues there. Right. I expect him to hit the IL, and I'm going to predict an Aaron Judge toe IL. 
yeah. stint. Your boon will give you one of that. Well, yeah. you know, we just want to nip it in the bud, uh, make sure it doesn't linger. Right. So you'd be like, ah, the White Sox probably pretty terrible. Right. We'll beat them without Aaron Judge. We'll backdate it to Saturday. Yeah, we don't really need them. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the two home runs, so Bowers hit the two home runs on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Josh Donaldson returned with two home runs Friday. And Stanton homered as well. Stanton but I know did. you're on the two homer. Yeah. 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 But I did call a Stanton home run. I said I said to Jerry, we need us. And Jerry thought uh, normally that Stanton starts slow when he gets back from these injuries. In general, I would agree. Yeah. And I think he was hitless yesterday. Oh. No, that's wrong. He was hitless, and then he had a double to the gap. Correct. There you go. Which looked like a smoking liner. 112 miles per hour off the bat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he's back. So that's good. So you're going to lose Judge, and Stanton is, uh, has Great. returned. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Gonna be perfect. Uh, Domingo Herman pitched well yesterday, Silo. Yeah. What'd you make of that? Unfortunately, my instinct now always, always going to be when he pitches well. Was he, you know, doing something shady with no. the sticky stuff? Uh, it's just, I mean, sorry, he's going to have to shed that reputation over time. There were multiple things with him this year, one of which resulted in a suspension. He's a very thin man. Yes, he is. Like I really noticed that. There's not like, a lot. They're like, what do we think thin. his waist size is? <laughs> Who has a smaller waist size, you or Herman? Herman. You think I bet so? you, yeah. Wow. He looks like he's like a 28 waist. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. He's like a nice, put that baseball belt on really tight. Yeah. It's almost like you, if you, you see him wearing the jersey and the, yeah. and the, the, the uniform, but if you were to like poke him, would you actually feel anything? No. It's like no, Gumby. you would not. Yeah. You know, he put his arms up. He's just like a lanky uh, pitcher. I love a good lanky pitcher. Do you? Yeah. What do you love about a lanky pitcher? Because like, I kind of like a lanky pitcher and a lanky quarterback. I don't like I don't like those positions to be all jacked up. I don't think you want your quarterback to be too lanky. <laughs> Can he take a hit? Right. He does have to take a hit. Right. I just, oh, you're right. I don't want a quarterback to be lanky. I want a Tall quarterback. Is great. I don't want a quarterback to be super muscular like Tim Tebow was. That okay. doesn't work. Yeah. Well, he wasn't really, let's be honest. He wasn't really a, a, a true quarterback. NFL quarterback. He was. played some quarterback. And here we are going to get the Tebow apologists in my mentions here. <laughs> There's no way people still care about Tim Tebow. Oh, we have an employee here, a part time employee here who cares about Tim Tebow. Who? Scott Miller. Cuts, Who is that? Cuts tape for us on usually Thursday nights. And he's a, he Tim is a Tebow. devout Tebow. Still. Oh, just, I mean, maybe not like he once was because he's out of the league now. Yeah. But he would debate anybody, anywhere, in person, on Twitter, on the air. And he'd give you all the crappy quarterbacks that would get chances to start games every year and couldn't understand why Tebow basically got, you know, blackballed. Right. Yeah. Because he was too jacked up. That's why. <laughs> too muscular. He's all couldn't like, throw the football was really the issue, right? Because he's got too big a biceps. Mm. You That's, think there were non-football reasons for his? Um, I don't think that was it. Not a religious aspect to no, it. No, I don't think so. I never got that vibe from Scott. Scotty Miller. Yeah. All right. It was. I think it was one of those. He he enjoyed being on like one of the, not the lone wolf, but one of the lone wolves on that side of the debate. Yeah. So he liked battling he, that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Uh, in other baseball news, I see that Marcel Ozuna of the Braves got pulled. He was DHing, by the way. He got pulled from a game for not running out. Well, he thought it was a home run. Uh-huh. And he watched it because uh-huh. it went 415 feet and didn't go out of the park. Yeah. And he wound up with a really long single. This is just one of those, and it's not just Ozuna, even though he has – some not so great past history or recent history. Yeah. Both on and off the field. 
Um, I, I, I just, this is something that I'm 37, but I sound like the old, get off my You're lawn, old man. man. I just, the, the not running out of the box stuff drives me nuts. And it could be the Yankees. It could be the Mets. It could be the Diamondbacks. I don't care. You hit the ball mile, just, just run until it's over the fence. Honestly, you got plenty of time to pose and style after the ball clears the wall. I just it, like the upsides. Like, how dumb do you look here? And you got your ass pulled out of the game. Like, well, that looks really just dumb. run, man. It's 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 ninety feet to each base. Like, we're not talking about a long distance here. You know, you got to go Brandon Nimmo style. I don't even need that. I don't. And I good for Brandon Nimmo. That's do you his think thing. Brandon I mean, that's Nimmo fine. will ever get caught? Not no. running like no. not running out a home run ball like a ball that he a, thinks a is a home ball. No, no I'm saying no the ball shot. that he thinks no. is a home run and t- ends up hitting Absolutely the wall. Absolutely not. The only thing that I could ever see happening with Nimmo would be like one of those uh, choppers or dribblers down the line that he thinks is foul and he doesn't really run and then it kicks back into fair territory. Maybe Wait, that's he, happening. He at some always point. runs. Yeah, that's what I mean. For I, home runs, he's like on second base by the yeah, time of the ball. He goes. sprints for walks, Al. Oh yeah, no, I know, I love, yeah. I love that. So no, he's never gonna do that. I always, well, I asked Jerry this: if, Do you think it annoys the, a pitcher when he walks? And he I, think just, it, I think it might annoy some of his teammates. From being <laughs> honest, darts down the first base. <laughs> oh, I like it though. Yeah, but it's one of those things you like if he's on your team, and it's annoying if you, if you, if you're uh, against the Mets. Yes, but like to circle back to Ozuna and not just yeah. him, but like that's one of the things I love about Judge. Now, Judges if he really catches one, guy. he might give it a little, but you know, glance into the dugout and break into a slow trot. But like, I don't think I can ever remember him dogging it out of the box or just staring at it and then not being where he was supposed to be. Now, maybe there's a one or two examples, and someone will remind me of it. But like, generally, he's not, for lack of a better phrase, pimping it at home plate. Right. I don't. I don't, it just it's the old school in me. It's not even about showing up the pitcher. It's about for your like. If that ball doesn't clear the wall, like you've got to be on second base. I'm sorry. You just cost your team. You're now not in scoring position because you were too lazy to just run out of the box. Right. And you better Donaldson's steal. a guy that loves to sit there and stare. And it's like, bro, your MVP days are long gone. You can barely stay on the field. Just run. Okay? If it goes over the fence, then you can do whatever the heck you want to do. But don't get caught staring at it. It's happened to Glaber Torres for sure. Stanton, just run. Every once in a while, you'll get a thing with Stanton or somebody like him where he hits a ball so hard that I understand he's not. And and with his injury injury history, yeah. like I, it happened last night, not for him, but I think that ball was hit so hard. Now Rizzo was running, and he's not the fastest guy, but generally double to the gap, you're probably going to score. Now there was only one out too, so they held him up. But like that ball was hit so hard, it gets out there so like I don't know. Maybe that's maybe there's nothing to that because the outfielders still have to chase it all the way to the wall. But that will happen for sure with the guy out of the box. A, a long single, it doesn't always mean the guy wasn't hustling. It just might have been hit so hard, and the outfielder is able to retrieve it if he's got a decent arm, depending on the situation the circumstance. Like, you don't want to take the risk of getting thrown out. I understand that. Nowhere that would happen to me if I was a baseball player, Fenway Park. I hit a ball that yeah. I was sure was a home run. Oh, well, that hit happens. Off the gigantic green monster. That happens because, like, even, I mean... Even if you're not, even if you are hustling because of that wall, if it's played properly, it probably is going to be a single anyway. Right. But at least give yourself the opportunity. Like, run hard to first, take your turn, and then make your decision. Run, damn it. If it's over the fence, then you can break into your slow trot. You still got three more bases to cover. Right. I like a guy who, once he rounds first, he yeah. sees it's a home run. Then you, then you, then you, 
slow it down. That's when you have to have something cool to do when you round third base. Yeah, sure. Well, even guys do it round in first base. So they've got it's amazing they all have somebody to point to in the crowd. <laughs> I think Who Judge, are they pointing to? Uh, Judge does it. I think he's maybe pointing to at home at least, maybe to the bleacher creatures. I don't know. But like Vlad Guerrero did it in City Field. He See, pointed to the to crowd. Some, he pointed somewhere. What? Uh, maybe he just pointed up. Where are you talking? Which well, game? after he rounded first base. Yeah, I don't know. One of these games, he hit one of those line drive home runs. Right. Cheap. Maybe they know. Yeah, they get tick in the visiting parks. Yeah. They get tickets, but they're not like the primo seats, but they know they're where like their family there. and friends are sitting. I don't know. Point I don't to know. them. Maybe they just point pretending like they know somebody. Or maybe it's like, hey, Met fans, suck hey, on that. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Let's take a quick break, CeeLo. When we return, let's do a couple basketball notes, a couple football notes. Mm, yes. Got two football notes and two basketball Any notes. Any golf notes in the rundown I have today? no golf no notes. No golf notes. Okay. I figured Gio would cover that. He went, was golfing in Las Vegas all weekend. Love the... Uh... The desert golf is good stuff. Yeah, it does. That is one thing. Like, I wish I did play golf. Like, if I go to Arizona, it yeah. looks cool. It looks cool to well, play golf pops, in the desert. You've got the you got like the brown and the tan of like, and then all of a the sudden, the lush green is oh, just yeah. kind of dropped in there. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been on a couple cruises in my life, and uh, they always have those excursions where you could golf. And sure. I'm like, man, if I golf, that would be cool. Which places are we talking? Like Bermuda, Bahamas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those places. Yeah. Yeah, Bermuda, Bahamas. We'll pick up the game. Bermuda, Bahamas. That could be your new hobby. I don't need a hobby. Why not? You got plenty of time on your hands. I am very busy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gia, uh, Boomer and Gia will be here at 6. So we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry's off. Good Have morning, CeeLo. Good morning. Have you done the Billy Joel at MSG thing? I did a number of years ago. I went with Craig and his wife. Okay. My dad got wind that uh, next year he's going to be wrapping it up, and he expressed interest in checking it out before uh, before it comes to an end. Before the wrap-up? Yep. So you're getting he's going? Uh, I don't know yet, got but he tickets. just mentioned it recently, so see if we can acquiesce that. Yeah, I wasn't that into it. I, I tried. No? I, I couldn't. You're not a big Billy Joel guy to begin no, with? No, I or? do like Billy Joel. He didn't seem into it. Wow. Think Which about how many a, he's done. He's what approaching 150 of them or something. Is that the number? Yeah, it's going to be 150. 150? Yeah. yeah. And I went in the beginning, like, oh, and it, I don't know. It just didn't. He just didn't seem like a guy who was still he's feeling the going songs. quantity over quality. He just, he just was, you know, kind of felt like a guy going through the motions. Oh boy, that's not what you want to hear. No, no, no. I'm used to seeing Bruce Springsteen. That guy sings his heart out every yeah. night. Yeah. Well, hopefully, Billy will uh, go out with a bang and really finish I hope strong. So. Play the songs you want to play. I think probably he probably feels some some pressure to play the, the songs. Hits, he's say. got so many of them. Yes, play the ones you play. What you want to play. That's sure. why I, I try not to get disappointed when I go to see an artist, especially somebody who has so many songs like Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, you're not going to get all of them. Right. Yeah. I want the artist to pl- play what you want to play. And I'm here for it. You'd rather them be into what they're playing yes. than just, I'm going to play this song because you all love it, but I'm yes. tired of singing it. Correct. That's fair. That's what I want. All right. I'm going to see John Mellencamp in a couple weeks in Indiana. In Indiana? Yeah. You're making a trip to Indiana to see Mellencamp, Correct. Huh? Wow. And play what you want to play, John Cougar Mellencamp. Are you doing anything else on that trip, or you're just going out to see Mellencamp? Just, well, I'm gonna, we're going to go to Indianapolis. So I'm going to go visit my old uh, school, Indiana State University. Are they been... having a big day for you there like no. they did at Colonial Middle School? I'm just going to stop by and lo- just look. My, okay. I'm just going to lurk. A little trip down memory lane. Trip down memory lane. Wonderful. Haven't been there since 1994. Wow. 
<laughs> so I'm going to do that. Here, I was thinking I was doing a bad job getting back to Quinnipiac here and there. Like <laughs> 294. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So that's what I'm going to do. But whatever John Mellencamp wants to play, I'm here for it. Right. You don't want to do Jack and Diane? That's fine by me. That'd probably be pretty He is doing Jack yeah, and Diane, yeah. but I'm just saying he's gotcha. got so many things. Sure. I was looking, uh, sometimes I like to see like what's trending on social media. And sometimes it's... Social medium? Social media. Got it. Sometimes it's very puzzling at first when you first see, you go, what is this? Right. I, I got to look, Terrell Davis. Oh, I, I, I know. <laughs> was trending on social I, media. I happen to see this. I'm yeah. Like the Bronco, former Bronco running back. Correct. So I'm like, all right, I'll bite. Yeah. I'll see why he's trending. He was at the uh, Nuggets Heat game. Yeah. And he had just, I guess he's become a meme, as they say. He was looking very miserable. Yeah. While some women in Miami Heat <laughs> jerseys were high-fiving right in yeah. front of his face. And he was just like staring straight ahead, right? With that expressionless <laughs> yeah. look on his expressionless face. Expressionless look on Another his face. Another guy that looks much trimmer than his playing days. Oh, yeah. At least in that video I saw. Yes. Not that he, I mean, not that you haven't seen him around since he stopped playing, but I was like, wow. Yeah, he still does, like, the the tours around Super Bowl week. Plugging something. Plugging something. Pushing something. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But he looked miserable last night. (laughs) Uh, These Miami Heat women were just high-fiving right in front of him. I'm sure, I don't think they knew who he was. Well, maybe he's become a Nuggets fan from his days in Denver, and they were losing. They were losing. a little down. Yeah. And I saw somebody... Somebody with a blue check mark on social media telling them. What does that mean these days? Right. You got to uh, go for the cheap seats. I know you could afford and you want to sit close, but you get those, you get these shots yeah. from the cameraman. Look for miserable people. Right. A lot of FaceTime. Yeah. A lot of FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Heat did uh, win that game. Held on. One eleven made it close. One eleven, one oh eight. Had a look. Jamal Murray had a step back three for the tie. And Just a little short oh. off the front rim. I mean, Jokic had. Uh, do you say Jokic or Jokic? It's Nikola Jokic. Jokic, yes. Had, or Jokic, uh, as dog likes. To Jokic say. <laughs> had forty-one points in the loss. Yeah. So he's got to. I if I'm him, I'm like, I did my part. I scored forty-one. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what if this the rest is true. Of this I saw somebody doing. say they haven't won when he's scored more than forty. I don't know if that's what? just in the playoff. Point being, he's he's an all-around player. He also distributes the basketball very oh, well, see. Al. So if you make them one-dimensional and just have him be the scorer. Not that that's a guaranteed path towards victory, but if you're going to knock off this tough Nuggets team, yeah. perhaps that's the way to go. Now, of course, uh, we had the the uh, FanDuel odds boost situation with a Jokic triple-double. He's a triple-double machine. So I hopped on that and came up short. <laughs> no triple-double. No. He had filled up two categories but came up, uh, I think, six assists short, so it wasn't even close. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right, so you lost out on that Correct. one. Yeah. So now this game is uh, 1-1. 1-1. He did their job. Got the split on the road. Go back home to Miami. See what they can do in South Beach. I'd like to get Terrell Davis out there. I'd like to see him uh, get a trip to Miami for this. Just what he needs, I'm sure. <laughs> Tough life. Yeah. What do you think he does all day, Terrell Davis? I have no idea. Just living it up. Probably Shit. works out a lot. Uh, he looks like he's Constant does a lot workouts. of running. Yeah. Maybe laying off the weights. A lot of... Uh, a lot of running and um, cardio. cardio is what I was looking for. Thank you. Probably doesn't eat seed oils, extra oh, yeah. sugars. I was thinking of you. Um, so when I popped down to the DJ's event that oh, morning, yeah. that was nice I, I was you. making the rounds and chatting with people and of course made my way over to the Boar's Head tent. They oh, sent me yeah. home with some 
some items, including the uh, little packages of hummus, the different kinds of hummus. Oh, okay, good. And I had the uh, the chocolate hummus yesterday chocolate with some hummus. pretzels. Oh, it was phenomenal. Chocolate so hummus? So I was like, what is in this? So I was looking at the ingredients. Chocolate. Uh, well, yeah, cocoa. And seed oils. Cocoa powder. There, were, there was some kind of oil or yeah. shit, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was delicious. Almost every mm. hummus. Yeah. Mm. And that was me yesterday at home. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Almost every hummus has bad seed oil. Understood. In it. Great. Another I think thing that only I like... thought was healthy for me that you've now ruined. Right. There's like one brand. You can't even find it. God anywhere. bless the chickpea. Well, the chickpeas are fine. No, I know. It's the oils. I you understand. These That's how they keep these things packaged yeah, and they get, last forever. Put it in put a little extra virgin olive oil in there. Tastes delicious. I like EVOO. Put a little avocado oil in there. Also sure. delicious. Yeah. So those are the what those, those are, the, are the good ones. An extra virgin extra coconut virgin oil. Extra virgin olive Extra virgin olive oil, extra virgin coconut oil. Got to be extra virgin. And then avocado oil. S- avocado. Yeah. They don't do they make extra virgin I don't avocado? think so. No. And this got to be the extra not the single virgin. Yeah, cuz then they start processing that. <laughs> That's right, CeeLo. Do you like this idea of Jalen Brunson saying he's going to play for Team USA over the summer? I don't like this. Who this... else is playing? What you do you don't mean? know? Like, are there other I know there was NBA some dude, players? Yeah, so there's some dude. Some on the, dude. Uh, there's some dude on the Nets playing because this, oh, this story was like a local. What is Mikhail this? Bridges the world or something? Cha- oh, yeah, was, or something. He was the guy, the main return in the trade with the yes, Suns. That okay. guy. All right, he's playing as well. No, I don't have a problem with it. Even though we had this World Baseball Classic screwing people up, this when is, is this? When is this, this is the event summer? This play? event, yeah, but it's not like a week before training camp. It's is it? the FIBA World Cup, right? Never heard of it. I never heard of they that. They have world events. I think I don't know about every year, but yeah, oh, it's not not just an Olympic situation. I don't think Boomer's gonna like this. He loves Jalen Brunson. Okay, it's just take a rest, rest he in the offseason. He's been resting for the last couple of weeks, and he's Live. got more rest. Rest. It's not like, now if you told me uh, Julius Randle was going to try and play after undergoing surgery on his ankle, that might be a little different. And I know Brunson was banged up at the end of the year, but yeah. I don't think he needed any procedures done. I'm telling you, this ain't going to sit well with Boomer. Okay. And I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying, when it happens. Guy you... wants to compete for his country, hard for me to knock him. Sorry. I suppose you all go with that whole you. That's me, not all. That's me. You asked you. me my opinion. I did. That's I said, opinion. what is your opinion yeah. of this? He's not missing, you know, Nick's training camp and preseason to play in this event. I hope not. No, it's in the summer. Yeah, but by the time he gets to training camp, he's going to be like, I'm probably The Knicks don't play a regular season game until October. It's June 5th. It is June 5th. Yeah. You got so some time? June, July, August, September, yeah, like four, four months. months. Okay. More. Fair enough. If he gets hurt, though, CeeLo, I better see your face back here for a conversation. He could get hurt working out in the gym. He could. He could get hurt playing, you know, pickup ball with his buddies like Aaron Boone yesteryear. He could stub his toe like Aaron Judge. That's right. Running into a well, fence. That's on the field of play. That's different. true. That's on the field of play. All right. For the team he plays for. Correct. Yeah. Which he's getting a lucrative contract. I, the Edwin Diaz thing sucked, but he, he said he's thinking he's going to make a return late in the year. So that'll be great. That'd be great if he comes back. That'd be awesome. Just dominates for the Mets. They could use it. We could use it. What do you make of this comment, CeeLo? Packers wide receiver, (laughs) Romeo Dobbs. I think it's Dobbs. It is. Uh, Wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs, Mm -hmm. talking about Jordan Love versus Aaron Rodgers. Quote, I don't really see what's the big difference. (laughs) Talk about just extracting one line. (laughs) I don't see the difference. I will say this. 
if I recall correctly. Yeah. I think Dobbs is one of the guys that I won't say he criticized Rodgers, but basically was like, I I don't know much about the guy like off the field. You know, we didn't really do any like bonding or anything. So look, I think when we saw the comments from Rodgers in that athletic extended athletic piece late last week, like clearly things did not end well in Green Bay and there was bitterness and there was him being jaded and issues with the front office. So it seems like there was maybe a trickle down to some of his teammates, not all. And the young receivers maybe were on that list, and Romeo Dobbs being one of them. So Romeo Dobbs is like, you didn't take me to Taylor it, Swift. I mean, it doesn't shock me that these young guys who maybe didn't establish the bond or the chemistry with Rodgers are ready to, hey, let me go let me go see what I can do with Jordan Love. Of course, that's his, this is what's left. This is their opportunity now to usher in the next era of Packers football. That's my quarterback. It's the opposite with the Jets, where there's just like, you know, guys that didn't even know Aaron Rodgers were like publicly vamping, like get him here. Yeah. Like, you know, between uh, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, they were like basically drooling and foaming at the yeah. mouth. You know, now like, we're all in for yeah, him. Yeah, totally different situation. All right, let's do a sports minute here with Amy Lawrence. What does she have? Um, if I said the name, and this is not me poking fun, this is more poking fun at Al. Liam Hendricks. Would you know what sport or who that is? Yeah, I feel like I have heard of him. Okay, well, there's a pretty good reason why, and Amy's going to tell us right now. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Where is CeeLo? Oh, here he is. He's getting his makeup done. He's all fancy when he gets on television. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a few minutes. You know, you mentioned there was a fella here, CeeLo, who works at the radio station who loves Tim Tebow. Yeah. I did see that a long-rumored Netflix documentary about the Urban Meyer-era Florida Gators. Oh, that should be juicy. Is uh, is got a release date of August 23rd. A release date's already done. It's Filmed? already done. All Filmed, right. yeah. It's called, it's part of the Untold series. Yes. Untold Swamp Kings. This is about the team that had uh, not only Tim Tubal on it, but Aaron Hernandez. Yes, and others, yeah. That guy was a murderer. As it turned out, he was. Yeah. Yes. I'd love yes. to see, I can't. So they were just filming all this stuff back then? I always wonder how these documentaries get all this backstage footage. Yeah, from I don't know if era's it's gone by. I don't know what it's for, but I'm sure they pull from a variety of sources. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in for this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm in for any sort of sports documentary that involves yeah. some sort of troublemakers. You said this is Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. I'm going to have to get a new account. That whole crackdown we talked about. <laughs> yeah. You're cracked out. You're out. Yeah, you know, we got nothing right so now. So what happened? So you went to, so so Netflix is <laughs> cracking down on, time. on password sharing. Yeah. So you go to just go watch one night. You know, right. They're like, let us help you confirm that you are. <laughs> yeah. They tried to make it sound like they were doing me a favor. Oh, we're going to help you out. Yeah. I should want to confirm it to you. <laughs> and you always more. Oh, yeah. so you're like, oh, no. Mm, oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. So you're out of Netflix right Yeah. Now. I got to figure out how we can. I don't want to start like a brand new account. So I got to figure out how to add to add on to our. Yeah. Game. But you don't want to lose. And they they figured out a way to do this. All your stuff. Your, yeah. Your you don't want to lose your profile. Yeah, exactly. Like my Netflix knows I like serial killers i want to know about mysteries right. i i don't want like romantic comedies no no you don't or I kid want, stuff no i don't want kid stuff yeah that's what sucks if you have to start a whole no new... we're not going to start over i just no. got to figure that out haven't yeah. gotten around to it yet yeah there is a way to transfer profiles okay is we're what they right on that what we're gonna put uh swamp kings right at the top of the list <laughs> but but you set yourself an alert for untold swamp kings yeah. august 23rd the gators, the gators.
Urban Meyer. So he was a punk. WFAN. <laughs> WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1 New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.